Hey guys, welcome back to Next Level Health and Crypto. We talk about health, we talk about crypto, but lately the topic has been sports. In fact, I'm thinking about even changing my title to Next Level Health Crypto and Sports because that's kind of what I want to talk about these days is sports. And guys, I've got a I got someone on the show, a new competitor to verse me in the spreads, uh, a brother of one of our former contestants who did happen to defeat me, unfortunately. Uh, real quick before I introduce him, results for last week. So I did defeat Troy by one game. It came down to the Bills-Giants game, which was a minus 15 spread. And I chose the Giants because I thought that they just weren't that bad. They're bad, just not that bad. I won that one. And so basically Troy went 8 for 14 and I went 9 for 14 for the week, which continues my streak of basically always hitting 50%. I've hit 50%, I think, ever since week one, a minimum of 50%. So I'm doing pretty good. So let's see if we can keep it going here. Against Mr. Giovanni. Giovanni, welcome to the show. First timer. Uh, real quick before we get into the football picks, why don't you just, for the audience out there, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, maybe something, you your favorite team or why you like football or something like that. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, excited. Yeah, I've been Long-time listener as of, like, uh, two weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, definitely. It's all relative. It's all relative. to be on here, you know. <laughs> um, a little bit about me. Um, I got – I'm a big Raider fan. I say that. I think you heard that in the voice and the sigh right there. It's uh, it's tough to admit. It's tough to be a Raider fan. It's actually tough to be me, to be honest, because I'm a Raider fan. I'm a A's fan. No. I'm a Kings fan. It's 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 really it's really just a tough life to live. It's the cross I bear. <laughs> um, but you know, God says that He gives His strongest, you know, the toughest challenges. So you know, that's what I'm here <laughs> for. Um, I've been a basically a loser for 20 years now, and uh, it's it's okay. It's 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 okay. I'm in a in a, in a I'm in an okay place in life. So we're just, <laughs> we're just, toughened you, up. you know, it's built your character, strengthened you through the adversities that you've faced as a fan. Indeed. Indeed. And if anything, it just shows how loyal I am as a, as a person to be committed to these dog shit teams. <laughs> right. I agree. I, I agree. Them. I, love them. I, can't, I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> Oh one man, you're definitely, man. You're definitely much every more week, than I Every am. week, every week, you'll hear me. Every day, I'm like, man, the Raiders are bad. The Raiders organization's bad. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. But Sunday morning, let's go Raiders. We're going to win this game. So you might hear me every day, dog my team, but come game time, I'm there for them. Hey, I respect that. You're a lot more of a loyal fan than I am. So I, yeah, I, I, I commend that. that. Tell me this, though. Is there... Is there any circumstance in which you'd ever, like, under what circumstance would you ever stop being a Raider fan? Like, is there a circumstance that exists? Uh, I don't think so. Let's say at this point, like the, at this point, they've they've basically given me all the reasons and opportunities to leave and and be a different fan. They left me. I was a Raider fan when they were here in Oakland. And, you know, as a, a diehard Raider, Oakland Raider fan, and I, and I figured, OK, if they leave me and they go to Vegas, that's my opportunity to maybe change mm. teams. That's my like as a like a yeah. without 
without feeling unloyal, right? Like they left me. I didn't leave them or I didn't cheat on them. They left me. But it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do me anything to be trying to root for any of these other teams. I really did like deep down think about like what can I do to like what other team would I go for and it's just no other team really hits home like your first love, you know. You're it's, it's just mm. it's so unfortunately I don't think the Raiders can do anything. They've been horrible for 20 years the franchise is bad they've left me and i come back and they've got me by the balls so it is what it is <laughs> if if you had to the uh, hypothetical i know you're a loyal Redder fan always will be hypothetical if you had to choose another team though who would you choose this sounds terrible because of how well they're doing right now but i and I think a lot of kids would, you know, understand this. I was a big Lions fan growing up just because I liked Lions and I thought they were cool. So it would probably be the Lions or the Panthers because, again, same theory. I liked the Panthers. I thought they were cool. But honestly, like, I I think the Lions would be the team I would have jumped onto right now. I, I actually enjoy Jared Goff, the way he plays. I like the young roster. Dan Campbell is. I can't love Dan Campbell. I'll run through a wall for that guy. So that guy gets me going for sure. So why I like have we not that. seen him in any Campbell chunky noodle soup commercials? That's come on, like hello, Dan he Campbell. Committed. He is committed to football. <laughs> That's the only thing that I can think of because how is he not? As it's a great question. Hey, lions are still cool. All right, always will be. So I respect that. Okay, Lions. And again, again, you must have this attraction to like really bad franchises, you know? Because Lions obviously have been pretty terrible for a long time. So maybe, maybe you just want to like deep down, you just want to punish yourself, you know? Yeah, I'm a glutton for punishment <laughs> for sure. I like it. You can have some life. We're getting some deep topics here, you know? <laughs> That's my wife. Right, she'll tell you. Appreciate you sharing that. We'll see, we'll see if I ever actually have a real team one day. Nope. Probably not. <laughs> Unless you know if I. I was the GM though. If I ever became the GM of a team, obviously I would root for that team because I'd be like picking their players, you know. So, all right, let's jump into the spreads real quick. Obviously, Jaguars Saints already happened, so we can't bet on that spread. But who who were you thinking would have? I don't. What, what was the spread for that one? Do you know? It was only one. I believe it was it was one. I think it was two at the time. It was in favor for um, New Orleans. I think New Orleans were the favorite. I believe. Um, at I home, see that. Um, I think they were home. talking about Trevor Lawrence maybe not playing uh, yeah. due to the injury. But with Trevor Lawrence, I think the Jaguars were kind of the obvious pick there. Um, the Saints started off that game super soft, um, turned it around, showed flashes of some really good offense toward the end. But it was a little too late, I think. Um, and Derek Carr seems to be a little hesitant to hit those deeper passes. It's dump off to Kamara all day, every day. So the yeah, offense there are a lot of dump offs to Kamara. <laughs> yeah. I was talking with Giuseppe earlier in the car about this. I felt like I haven't watched a ton of Derek Carr, but I have been observing him more lately ever since I made that bet with Giuseppe that he would finish top 10 in fantasy. Probably one of the worst bets I've ever made. Terrible. Going to take the L on that one. But yeah. I do feel like, there's not a lot of guys getting open for him. And I, I don't necessarily think that's maybe that's possibly the play calling is not 
creative enough to get people open. But I saw many times where he was dropping back. He would do something good to avoid the pass rush. He'd throw to a guy, but like they were, you know, Michael Thomas was covered like all night long, like like no spacing. And so I and obviously there were some times where I think Kamara missed missed a, a blitz that he should have pulled up short on that he kept running. There was an Alave where he stopped on his route. So I'm thinking like something else is going on here. Because I don't think Derek Carr is not obviously as good as I thought he was, but he's not that bad. And I don't think the receivers are getting spacing. So I don't know if that's a chemistry thing. I don't know if that's a play calling thing. But I guess I'm still not fully sold on on dumping Carr at this point. Something yeah, else I, don't think, I don't think you dump him. I think he's still better than most or some at least. Um, but I, I, I do think that it's a little bit of the play call. I think their play calling doesn't help the receivers get open. I think you saw the change in the game when they got a little bit more on the quick passes, you know, uh, and a little bit faster tempo. They were getting quick releases and they were getting quicker shots out of Derek Carr and they were getting momentum and moving up the field more. So I do think the play calling style isn't helping them. Um, but at the same time, too, I don't think Derek Carr is throwing receivers open. I think he waits for receivers to be open, and at times he does he doesn't throw them open. You know, he doesn't lead that slant before the receiver hits the slant at times and get them to be open at times. And so I think sometimes that hurts. But yeah, I think it's a mixture of True. the play calling and Derek Carr's style. Yeah, that's right. He's not he's not quite as anticipatory as some quarterbacks. He's Maybe a little more simple in terms of just, uh, yeah. Oh, there's a guy open. I'll throw it. Yes, so, hey, look at this. First matchup here I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking at the ESPN spreads, by the way. I don't know. If, yeah. Are you looking at the yeah. ESPN spreads? Okay. Yep. Perfect. We got the Raiders and the Bears. What a game. What a Bears match. are at home. This is going to be a thriller. Can't wait for this one. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Because it's the Raiders, and I feel like you you deserve to go first here. Minus two and a half, Raiders have, are the favorites here. Give us your breakdown of this game. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a, a air show. You got the Raiders highly sought after Brian Hoyer likely starting this game against the Bears Tyson Badgett Bad Bad Badgent. I don't Bagent. even know. Badgett. Badgett. Yeah. So two guys that have no business being out here tonight but have found their way to start this game it's not going to be a pretty game i will say that both teams are now i will say the raiders are three and three they haven't beat anybody good but you can't apologize for your schedule the bears are one and five they've lost some close games they've lost some tough games against no justin fields this game's gonna be nasty i don't like it at all it's in chicago the this is a classic the raiders play to their competition a lot so if they play a bad team they're gonna play poorly i think the raiders should win this game defense alone it our the raider defense has been playing much better than it has in the past i feel um i think defense alone should get us the win here against a not great bears team um but there is zero confidence in that statement coming from me <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, so that brings so that brings us to the question: Are you are you picking your Raiders minus two and a half? Or are you picking the Bears to cover, but maybe still lose? I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the Raiders. Brian Hoyer actually showed some flashes last week. Um, he he threw the ball well. I it, it looked good coming out of his hand. It looked strong. Um, Brian Hoyer is old, but he's been around. He's a leader. He I think he'll get these guys around him. It scares me. I'm a Raider fan, but I'm gonna ride with them. They they covered last week on that safety against the Patriots, which was incredible. So. Mm. Um, and they covered the week before against the Packers. So I think we're on a roll uh, beating bad teams. And this is just another one that we we should just beat another bad team here. And two and a half, I like, the, I like that number. If it was three, I think I would be more hesitant. But I like the two and a half for the Raiders. Solid, solid. I think I'm in agreement with you on this one. I wasn't surprised that they were going to be the favorites, even on the road, just because they have played they played well recently. I love what Max Crosby's doing. They're getting a little bit of better play from one of their safeties who um, finally is showing up after. I think they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. He's finally doing better. So they got some pieces there on defense, which I like. If Justin Fields was starting this game, I'd probably take the Bears, honestly, because I, I don't trust the Raiders like like yourself. But I do think they, you're right, they have consistently beaten the bad teams. They beat the Broncos. They beat, who else did they beat? That was bad. The Packers. They, Oh, <laughs> that was that was a very surprising game for me. Shout out to Brian for uh, that Packers pick. Oh, I picked him, too. So, yeah. Hammer pick. There. Same, uh, oh, so good. Ha- hammer pick. Brian's hammer pick. Don't, Packers wonder what his hammer pick is this week. We'll pick the opposite. That's going to be it. Good call. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I, I, there's not enough for me to, to say that I really believe in the Bears. I, like I said, I think the Raiders have actually played pretty well recently. They have good skill position players. I know that Jacob started off slow, but obviously he held out. So it kind of takes sometimes those running backs takes them some time to get back in the swing of things. And I think he's doing better. So agreement on the first one, Raiders Bears. Yeah. Next up, we got the Browns and the Colts. Colts are the home team. Cleveland, though, coming off their upset victory of the Niners last week, are getting the spread favorite minus three and a half. This is an interesting one. Yeah, uh, away game, and this is another one. It's an away favorite. You know, Cleveland yeah. is in Indy, favored by three and a half. And again, here we go with quarterback. I'm taking the Colts here. The quarterbacks are uncertain. Are you sure, Tim? You I'm got no, Gardner Minshew. I mean, I love the guy. I, I want a Minshew jersey and all of the teams that he has because <laughs> that would be awesome. But the Browns' defense holding the Niners to just about. On, to hold the Niners under 20 points and really, really make them look human to go against the Colts and a team that hasn't really shown any real hot flashes. Like, I, I don't know about that pick there. I think I would disagree with you. I, I, I think I'm going to ride Browns here. I don't like the three and a half earlier in the week. It was at three and it moved over. But I think the Browns defense is elite, potentially one of the top three defenses in the game right now. Um, and at this point, I mean, PJ Walker beat the Niners, like whether Deshaun plays or not, I think the Browns defense alone, kind of like the Raiders bears game should take care of this kind of meh Colts team. Okay. Okay. Taking the Browns. I, I still, I'm still feeling good about the Colts here. I think the line to me is like a little bit too big. 
because I don't think Cleveland offensively is much. They don't do much. I know Deshaun, I think, is going to play, but he's injured a little bit, so I don't know how effective he'll be. He's also been pretty inconsistent to start the year. The Colts have have a, they have a way of hanging around. They are very feisty, and I think they'll hang in this one. I think they have enough. Jonathan Taylor's getting back in the flow, obviously. Zach Moss, they're going to lean on the run game. And uh, Minshew obviously has not played as well as I had hoped he would play as a big Minshew fan. So maybe <laughs> I'm being too much of a homer on this one. Uh, yeah. But I think if it was like, if it was my, the, the point five is what's killing me. I think if it was minus three, I would take Browns here. I think the minus three and a half, for some reason, that's like feels too much. I just like, mm, that's like a little too much because the Colts are very feisty. They have good skill positions. They're well coached. Unfortunately for yourself, you know, Anthony Richardson being out, I know that was. Pretty devastating to your fantasy team. That's tough, Sorry man. That. that was tough. Um, I agree that half a point does make a difference. I know people are like, what's a half a point? What's that matter? But in football points, I mean, you're talking yeah. three points, your field goal. After after three points, you're in the touchdown area and in kind of a weird score zone. But really, I mean, I think we really need to ask the tough question here. Is Jim Ursay going to have the roof open or not? The we- I mean, the weather is going to be 58 degrees and partly cloudy. I think that's a beautiful open-the-roof type of game. And if he opens that roof, I think the Colts win that game. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say if it was closed, I feel like that would favor the Colts. Because I feel like the Browns, they kind of thrive off of poor weather conditions, being that defensive-minded team, where if it's nice weather, then that, I feel like that favors the Colts a little bit. Or Or – just having the dome because obviously then you don't have to worry about weather at all so first disagreement on on that one colts browns i'm taking the colts giovanni is taking the browns all right next up we got the bills and the patriots Woo! it's gonna be a real barn burner on this one bills are minus eight and once again in a way favorite the buffalo bills geo you're going first on this one tell us what you're thinking yeah Divisional games, it's a it's a it's that that divisional matchup between the Bills Patriots. It's one of those things where you don't can't really trust what you've seen because anything can happen in these games. Uh, similar to like a like a Steelers Ravens games, you never know who's gonna win those games. Um, this should be an easy win for the Bills. I don't think – I think this is a prove-yourself game. The Bills are 4-2 and two right now, but they are questionable, and I think they know that. I think they've they've felt a little pressure, and they f- feel like they should be, like, legitimate Super Bowl contending, like, that's their team. But due to the way they've played certain of – some of these games – without you know not blowing out teams and losing to some like it's this is a get right game like hey we are legit against the patriots against bill belichick and i mean not gonna even go into the fact that the patriots are bad they are bad bad so Mm -hmm. i would not be surprised and i don't think anyone else here in this world whoever's listening to this would be surprised if you see the Patriots go and get Caleb Williams next year, and all of a sudden the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick and Caleb Williams, New are England back Patriots, Patriots, twang in your voice, Patriots, New England Patriots. Come on, it's just like it's too good, right? Come on, everybody sees that coming. Caleb Williams to the Patriots? Are you kidding me? It's like ugh, the script is written. 
Mm. Is yeah, is Bill Belichick maybe he's maybe he's such a genius that he's thinking I'm gonna make myself look terrible by just being so bad. And everyone's going to be like, everyone's going to be like, ah, you know, Brady made you. You're terrible. But he is geniusly thinking like, dude, I'm about to get Caleb Williams and then I'm about to go off. And everyone's going to be flipping the narrative again about how great I am. Yeah. And that so Patriots I, I put it back. he's the type of guy he, he, he thinks he thinks steps ahead. So as much as I've criticized him, I criticized him a lot in the last pod because I think he's drafted pretty bad. I think they drafted. Three alignment and two kickers in last year's draft. I mean, I mean get some skilled is necessary. players. Like, I don't. Your O line is necessary. You and I talked about this earlier this year. The quarterback play along this year has been down. The yeah. O line play. Tell the, I'd love for you to share those stats that you shared with me the other day. Yes. I was I was pretty like, whoa, I didn't even realize that was happening. Go ahead, I'll pull up those stats so that I I can give you some accurate stuff. But just in that case, in that case, that the O line play is also down, which in turn turns the quarterback play being down. So across the board on in the NFL, but the Patriots defense is also hurt right now too. So if you think about it, these guys are hurt. They come back next year with a better quarterback, with a better defense. Like you're looking at a, a whole new Patriots team next year. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots are great next year, but. This year, right now, not good. Bills, minus eight, no problem. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. I think that's an easy pick. Bills coming off that tough game against the Giants. Usually, they bounce back pretty strongly. They've been very Jekyll and Hyde this year. Very blow a team out, then play a close game, then blow a team out, then lose a random game. They're very much up, down, up, down. So, obviously, they just had a down. So, we figure they're going to be up for this next game. And Patriots, as far as just talent-wise, are bottom of the barrel in the NFL. Even even the greatest coaches, you, you, you need decent players to compete, even if you're a great coach. It doesn't matter. So right now, as great of a coach as he is, they just don't have talent, and they're going to get whooped in this one. So I think I'm with you, Bills, minus eight. Next up on the docket, we got the Commanders and the Giants. I hate saying the Commanders. I think that's just the dumbest name ever. <laughs> It'll change. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Giants are the home team, but Commanders are getting the minus three spread here. I'll go first on this one. Obviously, I have picked the Giants to cover a couple times, and they've burned me. <laughs> but I've picked them a couple times, and they have come through for me, like getting me the victory last week against Troy. So I'm tempted to pick them again here because I do believe that having Saquon back is huge for their offense. I think he makes a massive difference. I don't know. Do we know if if their uh, if their main quarterbacks coming back this week? Or are we they getting another know. Tyrod Taylor? Do we know. Anything? Um, I think that the commander. I don't I know. Have to look at the practice reports to see if I actually don't mind Tyrod starting. Honestly, so Daniel Jones is still questionable. Ball. So as of right now. Let's see, because commanders. I will admit, commanders have been impressing me a little bit lately. Sam Howell has had some pretty big games. I think they have really good skill position players too with McLaurin and Dotson. So they have their defense has been pretty underwhelming. That's been disappointing. This is a tough one. I Wow. You know, I feel like this is kind of a t- I guess for me, I'm feeling like I'm a little bit more pro giant than most. So yeah. I'm thinking that this should be like more of a minus one or like an even 
is what like my thought process is, my subconscious is telling me. So I am kind of surprised to see Washington getting like a minus three. I find that to be like too big. But now I'm starting to question. I'm I'm gonna take Giants here. I'm gonna say they're at home. They're coming off a, a not a win, but they 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 lost that game, right? The Bills, yeah. Okay. No, the Bills lost that game. Giants won that game. I can't remember. The Bills won. Remember, they they didn't cover the spread. The Bills won barely. Bills won barely, right? But that I think there was like a no call. That's the one game I didn't get to actually watch last week. There was a no call like on a PI right in the end zone. At the very like end, yeah. At the very end, it was definitely a PI. So Giants very likely could have. So I think that is like their springboard for like, hey, we're still good. We can still play with teams. We've had a really rough, weird start with injuries and things going wrong. We're going to start to turn things around here because I think they have that kind of coaching and mentality. So I'm actually going to take them. To, I think they still might lose this game. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think they I think they're going to cover that spread. I don't that spread seems too big as, as much as the commanders have been playing well. What do you think, Gio? Yeah. So Daniel Jones right now is questionable. According to Mike Garofolo from NFL Network, it says he's on the wrong side of questionable. So it sounds like it'll be up to him and his pain tolerance um, coming into that game, um, whether Daniel Jones comes out or not, or we see Tyrod Taylor again. Um, I agree. This is a tough, another tough game and another road favorite. Which wow, yeah, a lot of these. I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. I like the road favorites a lot. Um, <laughs> you don't like that. You like. I mean, I've taken like. all three so far. I've taken road favorites in this. It's game. like it's like that feeling when you're taking a Scantron test and you do like three A's in a row, and you're like, okay, something's something's wrong here. There's no way I'm getting four A's in a row. Like, 100%. I need to change my answer on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So I either missed one already, or I just need to commit to it and take all of them and hope I get like 60% right. But I say you, commit, you commit to the. You so know, you got to take each one at its own thing you know my thoughts commanders giants i think the giants are bad i think last year was fluky i think that saquon is not playing up to par i think their offensive line is bad i think Mm -hmm. they should have beat the bills last week because the bills did not play well and the giants defense played really well really gave the bills um some pressure and and josh allen and work for it the commanders i am not sold on sam howell um i'm not sold on their defense it used to be their strong suit and now it's not exactly that um chase young is not the fiery like go get him dog that he was it seems like he's just missing a little bit of that um injuries kind of took him out early he hasn't so I really think, yeah i think the giants definitely keep it close i think i'll i think i'll take the giants with the three I, i'm gonna agree with you on this um i think the giants keep it close again tyrod and that, that defense is playing i mean the defense is playing like they want to win and again the commanders i i don't buy it I'm, I'm i don't buy sam howell and i don't buy their offense so that's just me. It's kind of hoping you disagree with me on that one. <laughs> I can't. I can't go for home, like dog, like road dog. I can't do it. I can't do this whole four road favorites in a row. I can do it. Can't do it. Just can't do it. Nope. Can't win with them. Can't play with them. 
Can't do it. Just can't do it. All right, jumping on to the next one. Falcons, Buccaneers. Buccaneers are the home team. They're also getting a minus two and a half spread on this one. Quick rant. I am stuck in. I forgot to cancel my season tickets for the Bucks because I used to live in Tampa. And, dude, the t- I'm going to lose money on this game for my tickets because they're selling for like 40 bucks. So I'm freaking this is not a good game. I'm taking an L on this on this game. Freaking Buccaneers. Gio, give us your uh, give us your breakdown on this one. This morning slate outside of that Bills Patriots game is not gonna be pretty <laughs> so far. These games suck, but <laughs> I love football, so I will sit here and watch every single. Thank God for fantasy football too, you know. Yes, this game's exciting. The Falcons. Versus the Bucks in Tampa. This is at least this is. I, I guess I maybe I should have taken the Commanders because I am going to take the Buccaneers in this game at home against the Falcons. I think Baker Mayfield is struggling, but he's a dog. That guy comes out and he wants to play. He wants to win. Mike Evans is a dog. He has had a couple of bad, tough games in the last couple of weeks. The Falcons have actually had a couple pretty decent games um, offensively. They're starting to come alive. Desmond Ritter though is super questionable like as far as like is he the guy or not and i think that the bucks defense is good enough in this situation to figure out the falcons run offense basically and somehow stop Bijan because that guy is or maybe not stop because i don't think anyone's stopping that guy but maybe control and contain him a little bit and make desmond ritter throw the ball and I think if you force Desmond Ritter to throw the ball, there's going to be mistakes made. I mean, last week, though, I mean, he did look good. They did throw to, They finally got Kyle Pitts involved, and everyone's been asking about that. But I, I just don't think that he's the guy. I think the Falcons, if they were able to get, like, a Kirk Cousins or someone that has a little bit next-level, like, skill play in the quarterback positions, the Falcons could be a really, really good team. But – the quarterback's the most important position in damn near all sports. So when a, your quarterback's not exactly the strong suit on your team, like it brings you down. So I think the Bucks take it two and a half. Bucks at two and a half. I'm gonna agree with you here. I think the Bucks are coming off a bye. So they're gonna be well rested, they're gonna be well prepared. The Falcons for me, if they're three and four, they're that feels right to me as far as the type of team they are. In fact, I th- I still think that's even like too high. Like I could see them like three and five, so the fact that they're three and three, if I see them at three and four, I'm like I totally see that. That yeah, yeah. It fits their like where they're at as a team. Three and four, it's like that's exactly where they should be. It would really feel very weird to me to say Bucks four and two. I think that's that doesn't sound right either. If I'm being honest, like four and three sounds more right for them. <laughs> so, that's fair. Like we got two teams that like need to lose more games. Because I don't think they're that good, but they're playing each other, so someone's got to win. Unless we end up in a tie, that'd be crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Bucks have also <laughs> only – their wins right now are against the Saints, the Bears, and the Vikings. So they're not beating great teams either. They lost to the Eagles, so it's like they're – and they lost to the Lions. So it's they're losing to the good teams, winning the games against the not-so-good teams. So, I, I, you know, back to what I've been saying today is – these this team is a decent team that'll beat a bat maybe a not so good team like the Falcons, but they'd probably lose to a better team. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bucks with you here. 
I think that that spread's small enough. I'm not too f- worried about it. If it was like three to three and a half, I'd be more like, mm. but two and a half like, is very doable. I could see him winning by a field goal. Again, like you said, Baker's played really well this year. Very surprising. I mean, this is a team that with Brady in place of Baker, they were, I mean, they won the Super Bowl not that long ago. They were in the playoffs not that long ago. So they're still, their overall team is still like a very good team, very underrated. So, yeah, I'm taking the Bucks here in agreement with you on that one. Yeah. All right. Next up on the docket, we got the Lions and the Ravens. This is going to be a great game. So hopefully Red Zone is showing this one most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It is a morning game. Beautiful Sunday ticket, man. That's you got to get that ticket. You got to get all the games. It's beautiful. Are you going to do an are you you getting paid to do an advertisement right now for? No. But I will say YouTube TV's <laughs> Sunday ticket it sucks because they do the they do a quad box so you can multi view four different games at the same time but you mm-hmm. can't pick what four games you wanted to so they preset like let's call it like five or six different like combinations of the games but naturally of course the four games that you want to watch is not the combination you get so it's super annoying. Whoa but, whoa whoa hold on a second here. Yeah. So with Sunday with Sunday NFL ticket, you can watch any game you want single. Like yes. I just want to watch the Giants game. Okay, you can watch the Giants games. You watch any game you want. If you want to quad box the games and watch four at the same time on one TV, you're saying that you cannot choose specifically what games you want. Correct. YouTube TV automatically picks which combination of games they want. You know, it'll be like, which will, they will throw red zone in one of them, which is kind of cool. So they'll throw red zone and then three other games. But of course, the combinations that I want to watch is never an option. I hope, I hope that this weekend in the morning slate, I can watch the Raiders Bears. I want to watch the Bills Patriots game. I want to watch the Lions and the Ravens. And then at that point, I don't even care what that third, that fourth game is going to be because it's either Commanders Giants Falcons, Bucks, or Browns, Colts, and those all suck. So they can't they can't mess this one up. As long as I get the Raiders, Bears, Lions, Ravens, Bills, Patriots on three, I'll be fine. Interesting. I find that so odd that they wouldn't have that feature available. Like, what's 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 so hard about making it to where it's like, oh, I want these four games. Like, I mean, I'm no I'm no IT guy behind the scenes there, but it seems like a easy ask. I don't I don't understand that. Maybe it's something to do with the rights. Maybe there's some legality to what games they can show or promote or something. I don't, that's strange to me. Very odd. I'm a red zone guy. I just stick to the red zone. I want to see. I want to see who's putting up the points. There you. All right, Lions Ravens. So you are up first on this one, I believe. All right. Well, we got the Ravens at minus three in Baltimore. Um, Lions at five and one. Ravens four and two. This is great. I think that. I think that the Lions are getting tested here. I think that this is a real test game. Some call it a testy game for for the Lions because they, outside of beating the Chiefs on week one, they've lost to the Seahawks. And then they, again, are beating bad teams, the Falcons, the Packers, the Panthers, the Bucks. So this is a team like, let's test them. They're five and one. Are they, are they legit? Are, can they beat the Ravens in Baltimore? I think the Ravens are right up there legit 
a lot of people were like Super Bowl contenders early on, and they've kind of struggled throughout the year. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Steelers. Like, they barely beat the Bengals early in the year where they weren't even playing well. Like, the Ravens, to me, are really weird right now. Inconsistent. I I like to avoid them just because I have no idea what team is showing up on Sunday for them. But I will say that this week I do. Tim is is is, is three <laughs> points too many points? I feel like three points is too many points. Is three points too many points? The Ravens at minus three. I feel like that's a big number. It feels. It feels okay. I'm gonna take Maybe the Lions. slightly too much. I, I, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. I, I, I do feel Lions. like a two and a half, a two feels better. I like the Lions. I think the Lions have they they're coming in with the potentially the best offensive line in the game right now. Jared Goff is is hot. Amon Ross St. Brown is hot. It doesn't matter who's running the bar the ball. I'm hearing Jameer Gibbs is coming in this week. And if he's if he's finally getting some touches, like I think that that is just going to take him to the next level. David Montgomery's been playing great; he's had some great games. But I mean, I think we all know that Jameer Gibbs is legit, and we want to see Jameer Gibbs. And I think he's coming in this week. I think the Lions. I think the Lions can can pull this out in Baltimore. Okay, taking the Lions. This one is tough. I t- tend to more often than not pick. The Ravens to cover, they have served me well this year. I've covered for multiple times. I'm trying to look back to see who they played to see if they've really played anyone of substance. Uh, not I seeing... mean, outside of whooping the Browns, they whooped on the Browns three weeks ago, 28 to three, and then, but uh, again, no, they've only played the Titans, the Steelers, the Bengals, Colts, Texans. Not the not Bengals. Impressive, Bengals so. was a decent win. I mean, I know it was when Joe was a little banged up, and you know, but I still consider that a pretty good win. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I. This is tough. I, I honestly, I honestly think this is gonna be a push. I think it's gonna hit three exactly, and I think no one wins. Like, I, that's my honest prediction. What's the score? Score is gonna be like twenty-seven, twenty-four. Something like that. Or maybe even slightly lower. Maybe like 21, 24. That kind of sounds weird, is that? It's a good Something number. like that. Low 20s. Over um, I, like, I really like the Ravens a lot. I think they are going to continue to get better and better as the season rolls along, as they get more used to their new coordinator, and as they get more guys intermixed, like Zay Flowers gets better. I, I think awesome. Lamar has started off like, so-so, but he's really picked it up the last couple weeks. Here's here's what I think the difference can be made is I think the Lions' defense is really good, and they've pounced on a lot of bad teams, like you said, like they beat the Panthers. I mean, they did beat the Chiefs week one. I'll give them that one. But the rest of the wins have been not against great teams. But I think having a running quarterback is huge, and that can negate a lot of the defense being able to stop that. As much as I love like an Aiden Hutchinson, I think that dude's an absolute beast. Dog. I mean, if... Lamar is able to escape the pocket. That's going to really diminish what the damage he can do. So I think Ravens always have. They have great coaching. They're 
Oh, man, I really – this is tough. This is like right on the – I think they hit it right on the line. I think it's – like I said, I think the Ravens are going to win by exactly three. So I guess I'll just pick the Ravens just because I think it's going to push anyway. But I do think the Ravens are a little more experienced. To me, the Lions, as good as they are, I think they, this would be – they'd go 4-0 and on the road if they won this game. And that's really hard to do. And I don't think – that just seems like excessive for any yeah. NFL team to go for, no matter how good you are. I don't care yeah. if you're the – the Eagles, if you went four on the road, I'd be like, something, something seems odd there. So and props to them for doing so well on the road. But I got to take the Ravens here just mainly because they're at home. I think it was switched. I'd probably go the opposite way. But yeah. <sighs> sticking to the Ravens, tough, that was a tough one. That's a tough, tough game. Yeah, I think it can go either way for sure. All right. We are in disagreement on this one. This is our second disagreement of the day. So we need to get some more disagreements so we can make sure it doesn't end in a tie. That'd be bad. Steelers, Rams. Rams are the home team, and they're getting a minus three spread here. I'll go ahead and go first on this one. I love the Rams. I've been talking about the Rams quite a bit on this podcast. (laughs) I'm a Rams guy. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just calling it right now. They're a playoff team, 100%. They are hurting a little bit this week with Kyron being out. They lost their number two, Ronnie Rivers. They had to sign a bunch of guys, a couple guys that were just there at the local supermarket, you know, like Miles Gaskin, like, hey, man, you know, you want to come back? You tired yeah. of groceries yet? He's like, yeah, I'm ready. So they signed him. They signed some other guys. Starting their their rookie, Zach something, Zach Smith is his name. Uh, Fourth round pick or something like that. They're going to start. So they are hurting in the running back department. But they are like a pass-first team anyway. Steelers obviously have a Zach have a, Evans. I am I'm worried here because they're going to be very pass-heavy in this game due to what's their personnel available. And the Steelers with T.J. Watt, he can absolutely wreck game plans. So I am a little concerned that the Steelers could do some defensive stuff here. They could hurt Matt Stafford potentially, or just really. Get in the get in his space a lot and mess with him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that with with the Cooper Cup being back, having Puka as your number two, I think two two could be a number two on another team. Like he's gonna have plenty of guys to throw to, the guys that can get open consistently. I think that's pretty big. And as long as they can just as as long as those guys can get open fast to sort of he can get those passes off before T.J. Watts coming in to take his lunch money. I think they're going to be okay. I'm going to I'm going to take the Rams at home minus three. I like that. I don't think the the, the Steelers' offense is so abysmal in my mind. I think they're such such so trash. So I'm going to I'm going to lean on the Rams again for another week. Gio, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think they're as good as you think they are as far as this little like playoff team, but I do <laughs> think they are good and getting better. Um, the Karen Williams was playing really well, and it's unfortunate that he's out. Um, they're, I, I'm just getting out. The Rams are gonna, the, the Steelers are bad. Their offense is weird. They are getting Deontay Johnson back this week from IR. So he didn't score a touchdown all year last year. I'm pretty sure. I think we're going yeah. 18 weeks now without a touchdown from Deontay Johnson. Um, so I don't think that that's even helpful. Like, 
you're like, yeah, there's no way he goes 19 weeks. I'm like, shoot, maybe. What's his? Do you know what his anytime touchdown rating will be for this game? Have you seen it? I think it's at plus 230. Is the anytime touchdown for for Deontay Johnson? I was looking at that actually (laughs) because you know I I have a problem. How like he's very good talent wise, but but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's been so long. Yeah, so I don't think. I don't. There's something missing with the Steelers, and I think it's the fact that Najee Harris is horrible. I think he is dropped off the face of the earth. I think Jalen Warren is legit. I think they need to run him more. When he gets the ball, he makes plays. Najee just seems to not find the holes, not find the gaps, and he seems a little slow. So I think they're, that's really hurting them because the Steelers have always had legitimate running backs for a while. Even that first year for Najee was legit. And that it's very helpful when you can have a legit run game, and they just haven't. And so I think that's hurting them a lot. Um, but I think the Rams are good enough to to cover this. I think they, I think the Rams will be just fine in this game. I don't think the Steelers have the firepower to keep up with Puka and and Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. To be honest, Stafford's he's legit. He's throwing. You know he's at 1,600 yards already. Like Kenny, Kenny Pickett's only at a thousand, barely. Like Oof. it's, it's and Kenny and, Pickett is awful to watch, man. That guy he is, is. I mean, George Pickens only has 22 receptions all year, and I'm like, that guy is so legit. George Pickens is such a dog, such a weapon, and he's only got 22 catches. Like I'm like, you gotta find a way to get that guy the ball, and they just haven't been able to to do that. So I think the Rams cover this. I like it. Yeah. Same. I did hear some stats on Najee recently. Cause I was, I was kind of in your camp. I still kind of mostly am that he's not very good, but there has, there were some stats showing that he actually had a couple good weeks, but I still think Jalen Warren's better. And I'm glad they're finally getting him more involved. Yeah. He's a bit more dynamic. So there, and I've been, I was, that's something I've been saying for a long time too, is like, well, not maybe on this pod, but in terms of fantasy, I'm like, Jalen Warren has clearly been the better back for most of probably the whole second half of last year. It was like he was better, but the Steelers sometimes I feel like they get a little stuck in their old ways and they just don't like change. And so they, yeah, it's hard to get them to change their mind. So finally they did. Yeah. I think they made a mistake with Pickett. I think they went with the whole, I was actually talking with just stepping in the car about this, about anytime you're in the headspace of like, Oh, we're going to go with like the hometown kid. I'm like, I think that's a bad call because that means your your decision is emotional. It's like, oh, good story, emotional, feel good. Like those are not the type of decisions you want to make as a GM. You need to be like cold as a GM. Who cares? Who cares if he's the hometown kid? I don't care. Can't he play? Can't he be a long-term quarterback? That's all I care about. I, who cares? I think they drafted him because the whole hometown, I'm like, that's you're already you're you're done. Like you're you're already making a bad decision. Like maybe you get lucky and it pays off, but I don't I don't like that. That doesn't work out very often. Yeah, I mean I think you I think the hometown thing is like maybe we get some more fans to come in, right? If we got the hometown kit, maybe we can get the the fans to come in and and buy in a little bit more. And then if and then if he's good, like boom, money. I think it's a money decision there. Um, not maybe maybe not a football decision. It's more of a like when the when the Kings drafted Jimmer Fredette. You remember that? 
<laughs> I think that was the last pick oh. of the Maloofs. Why well, we got to do that? Like, we gotta, we gotta they, bring they, that up. It was money. It was a pure money grab. They knew he would bring in ticket sales, and they knew they were on their way out, so they are like, yeah, let's draft Jimmer. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Not. All right, next up on the docket, Cardinals, Seahawks. Seahawks are the home team. They're also getting a minus eight on the spread. Gio, what are you thinking on this one? I mean, the Seahawks can be, like, very good. I feel like they have those flashes of, like, hey, yo, like, we're legit, 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 like, NFC, maybe, like, a top five NFC team in the NFC. But then they struggle at times. The quarterback play from Geno Smith hasn't been quite what it was last year. And the Cardinals are are feisty. They're out here. They're fighting. And they're they're Dobbs is a, a, a dog. He's out here fighting on these games and trying to make life difficult for, for these other teams. And so it, the eight is a big number. Um I love I love the Seahawks team. I think Kenneth Walker's great. I think Tyler Lockett's legit. Metcalf is a, a beast. Like Metcalf is a monster. Another per, another player that I think they need to get involved more in their system because of how dynamic, how much of a game changer he can be. Um, I know he's questionable coming into this game, but I think he's on the side of playing. Um, eight points at home against the Cardinals. I think the spread's big, and I, don't, I haven't really felt like the Seahawks are the team to to blow people out of the water. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that kind of offensive firepower from them this year. Um, I, I want to make sure that I'm correct with they haven't blown anyone out this year. And they have – I guess they blew out the Giants 24-3. to So that's one. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they – they let the Panthers score 27. They threw 37 up on the Panthers. They beat the Lions. Like, they've beat good teams. Ugh. I don't know. The eight number is just so big. I feel that. I'm feeling that too right now. <laughs> it's um, hard. If I, if, it's just it's one of those situations where you sit here and you're like, look, if I put my money on the Cardinals, I fe- and then they lose by 14. I'd feel pretty dumb because you're like, dude, it's the one in five Cardinals. Mm. Why would you put money on the one in five Cardinals? They're supposed to be bad with a weird coach with uh, Romeo Dobbs as a court. Like you just feel silly putting Mm. money on the Cardinals. And if that loses, obviously you feel like a genius if you win. But I wouldn't feel so dumb if I put money on the Seahawks to cover and they didn't cover. But I, at least you're like, I put money on the against the Cardinals. Of course, I'm going to put money against the Cardinals. It's the Cardinals. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm not going to feel dumb. And I'm not going to look dumb when the, you know, the Seahawks blow them out. Because that might just happen. Mm. Well said. Well said. I'm leaning that way as well. Like you, I see that number and I just like, it, it seems too big. I don't like it. If the Seahawks were coming off a win, I feel like I'd feel a little bit better about this line. They are coming off a tough loss to the Bengals, a close loss. Yeah. And I feel like that 
the good teams are motivated by close losses. They are they'll they'll sort of take it up a notch the next week, especially if it's against an inferior team. And I've seen the C when I, from watching the Seahawks play, they're legit. They have legit offensive pieces. Their defensive pieces. Their, their defense reminded me of a little bit of the defense of old, the the Legion of Boom. There were some. I felt like watching watching them yeah. with Jamal Adams and with their new safety Witherspoon. It kind of had that feel and that vibe again. And I yeah, I think I actually I was wrong. I picked them to cover. They actually were a point away from covering last week. I think there was uh, the Bengals were minus three. That was one of the one me and Troy disagreed on. I thought the Seahawks would cover. They lose by four. So. Tough loss. Obviously, Bengals are a really good team. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm leaning Seahawks here just because I feel like the Cardinals, although they started off, they kind of had this hot start where they were sort of playing above what we all knew they were. And they did win me a couple spreads early on, which I was pretty – because the spreads were just so big. I was like, they're not that bad, at least yeah. not right now. But as the season went on, we knew that eventually their lack of talent would catch up with them. We knew that their front office – kind of wants them to lose and has sort of prepared them to lose by sort of messing with the roster to the point where they would. So we kind of knew this was going to come. They've got blown out the last two weeks. So we know they're kind of on that path. It still feels too big. I don't like it, but I'm kind of in, with you. I, I'm not seeing any real catalyst for me that would say that they're going to play this game close. I mean, yeah, I can't see any. No. So here's my one pull out of my ass catalyst. You want to hear it? I, I want to hear it. I do because so, this can't be good. <laughs> so Kyler Murray, there's news that he's going to come back soon, potentially as soon as week eight. In fact, I added him in a couple leagues because he's, as a fantasy producer, is like top five when he's at his peak because of the running skills. Yeah, yeah, so, he is. Does this light a fire under Dobbs knowing – these might be his last two games that he's going to start. And if he wants to keep the job, he's going to have to play freaking lights out. Does that does that push him to that level where he just makes it close enough? That's the only narrative I can think of, the only catalyst that gives me any faith in the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, it's I I like the thought process, you know, because Dobbs is a dog. That guy's out here still trying to play. He's out here wanting to play. And, you know, and just like everybody else, even the bad teams, like they still want to win. They And each player wants to prove themselves to be valuable, to be good, to show that like, hey, I'm a winner. I can win, especially at the quarterback position. So even if Josh Dobbs knows his time is like coming up like he's still trying to like make a roster make a backup maybe maybe make a starting job like he's 28 so he's kind of you know getting older toward the end of his career potentially but he still wants to show that like hey like i still got stuff in me i can still play so i definitely think he's i think he's a dog i think he's gonna come out and try hard i just don't think that that matters against the seahawks in this position yeah even with that I, I was trying to see if I can come up with something. I like it. And that's the best I can come up with. But I'm still going to go Seahawks here just because they're just so loaded offensively. And I feel like they've they've yet to like sort of hit that stride that they hit last year where they were just really good. And I feel like they're, for some reason, it hasn't been clicking. I know Gino got a little banged up in, I think, the game before last. He got kind of banged up. 
on like a bad tackles. I don't know. Something's a little off with them, but they've got the pieces to like drop 30. So as much as I think that's a fun narrative, the, the Josh Dobbs on the hot seat narrative, I still got to take the Seahawks minus eight. Yeah, plus they get Jamal Adams back, and it's at home. I think that that crowd's yeah. gonna be. I think I think they're gonna be good. That's I forgot about the home. They do have that good home field advantage with the crowd. So, yeah. Ah, all right. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. All right. Next up, Packers, Broncos, Green Bay getting the favorite away. And I'll go first on this one. I'm a little shocked to see that the line is only minus one. Are you, does that surprise you as well? That That's my no. first that instinct. It was like... No, these the, teams suck. Both the Broncos? Of them. They both I guess I'm still suck. like more of a Packers believer than you. Like, I know that they... Because, well, they're getting Aaron Jones back, I'm pretty sure. And I think that, like, I think Aaron Jones... Tell me if you think it's crazy or not. I think Aaron Jones to the Packers is similar right now to the way Saquon is for the Giants. I think... As much as I don't think running backs make a huge deal in the grand scheme, and as a GM, I would like just get the cheapest guys I could. I do think there are like those select players that are they do actually make a huge difference to me. Saquon is huge; like him playing makes the Giants way better instantly. I think Aaron Jones is like sneaky, like with his ability, his his ability as a runner, his ability as a catcher, like he is sneaky good, and he's a veteran when he's in there. I think that really like love is way more comfortable when he's playing. Yeah, so I think I'm pretty sure he's going to come back this week. He's been out for a couple weeks with a hamstring. Yeah, he's still questionable, but supposedly coming back. And I agree with that. That Aaron Jones is another level of running back. He is very good, a game changing, and makes their game better. And Jordan Love needs the help to get some of that focus off of him. So I definitely agree with that. Because I'm, I'm trying to think. What to me, the Broncos have gotten absolutely shellacked by everybody, other than their amazing miracle comeback against the Bears that they're getting shellacked in. What has changed for the Broncos that would? I mean, I know the, I guess they're the home team. Maybe that's that's the catalyst here. They're thinking, oh, they're at home. But Packers, I mean, Packers are a cold weather team. I don't know if they'll have the. I guess it's going to be 60, so it's not going to be really a concern there. But Packers are an outdoor team. It's not like the outdoors are going to mess with them at all. I know it's the mile high, so maybe there's a slight advantage there. But I haven't seen anything from – I think the Broncos are going to start selling off here pretty soon. Most of like Jerry Judy's going to get traded. They should trade, probably trade Sutton too. Like They're going to start selling pieces, pieces off. I'm trying to think of an argument to be made for them. They're, they just, they're bad. They're really it's bad. Similar, I guess the argument that I would make is a similar one that you were talking about with the, the lighting of fire. With Jerry Judy likely being traded potentially out there, he's going to want to show like, hey, I'm I'm worth a damn. I'm, I'm, I can do things. And I will say the Broncos offense isn't the worst thing in the world. It's, it's horrible to watch. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to cover up bad football, but it's they they show talent at times with Cortland Sutton and with Jerry Judy with Mims Jr. Like they've got some guys out there that can make plays. Their offense, their passing is not the worst thing in the world. It's really their defense that's really giving it up. Um okay, so here's some, here's something crazy. I'm so I'm in my head I'm thinking, okay, why is Vegas giving them these kind of odds? It's like I'm confused. So obviously they had a they like played the Chiefs last week on Thursday night. 
mm-hmm. they kind of played it close. They only lost by eight, which for them is like a big deal. They only lose by eight. But I'm looking at these statistics. Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards. I believe I believe they lost 19 to eight, so they lost by 11. So they get the they get the Chiefs on a short week, right? So you're thinking, okay, maybe Chiefs will be kind of off their game. Chiefs have kind of like not been as good as we thought they. I mean, the record is amazing, but like offensively, we're like they're definitely leaving things on the table. Defense is pretty is decent, pretty good. They got some 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 ballers there with Snead and Chris Jones. But I'm thinking like. If Russell Wilson can, can't even throw for 100 yards against the Chiefs on Thursday night, what what the hell chance do they have of, like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm taking the Packers. I'm still, like, more of a, a believer than most, I think. I know they've had a couple. Losing to the Raiders was, like, I was really shocked by that, to be honest. Because I really think Love is a good quarterback. I think he's, I think he's like, a B-minus, B-plus kind of quarterback. They have good skill position players. They have a lot of like these rookie receivers that are, are popping off. Again, they've missed Aaron Jones. I think they've missed Aaron Jones big time. So I think they get him back. I think that they yeah take this one. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think Aaron Jones will make a difference in this game. I don't know, though. Like I'm not a believer in the Jordan Love thing. I don't think that he's a dog. I don't think he's out here trying to win these games as hard as some of like a Romeo Dobbs is low-key. And I think that Packers offense is really struggling to to score. Um, Coyle and Sutton has had four touchdowns this year. Like, he's still out here producing. He's still having some years. Not a lot of yardage in that the Broncos offense. But there's points being scored from the Broncos. I mean, yes, last week, Thursday night football. I think we all know Thursday nights are weird games sometimes. A 19-8 to against the Chiefs is weird. You think the Chiefs should smoke them, but they just in 19-8. That's a, it was a horrible game to watch. But then you got like 31 to 21, 31 to 28, 70 to 20, 35 to 33. There's a lot of points being scored from the Broncos' offense. Granted, they're getting scored on a lot, and I just don't don't know if Jordan Love is capable of taking advantage of this bad Bronco defense. And if but, Aaron but Jones, everyone's taken advantage of that this defense though, and there isn't yes. like any team that hasn't like gone off against this defense. Like, but they're playing good teams. They've played the Jets. They've played. Granted, the Bears weird game. The the Dolphins are legit. The Raiders didn't go off on them because they're bad. The 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 Commanders lost. But I don't know. I think I don't. I think Aaron Jones will be the the key factor here. If he comes back, plays hard, and has no issues, I think the run defense that the Broncos have will fold, and I think Aaron Jones will have a great game. If he doesn't, I think the Broncos, I think the Broncos pull this game out at home. I think the Packers have to travel mile high. It does matter, and I think I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this one. I'm gonna take the Broncos Ooh. minus one or plus one. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take plus one on the on the. You, you, take the, you can take the Broncos minus one. We can we can arrange that. No, it's I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> Broncos I can a big difference. Uh, to me, even if this was like if this was Packers minus three and a half, I would definitely take Broncos here. But anything under three, I gotta go Packers. I guess I'm still a Packers believer. Maybe it's my maybe it's my old my old uh, Homer love kicking in, you know? 
I'm a Raider fan. I don't like the Broncos. I don't like that, that I'm true. doing this. I'm shocked that you're – I respect that you're going against because you're, you're, you know, you're trying to make a logical decision. You know whose fault this is? And I hope he hears this. It's Brian's fucking fault. This is all Brian's fault because he's over here being like the Packers are going to kill the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. Ever since then, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck the Packers. So you know what? I'm going to keep up with that. I don't like the Broncos, and I don't like that Brian's made me do this, but I'm going to take the Broncos, and I'm going to put real money on this. I think the Broncos cover this. Oh, okay. So you're putting this down in a real – is this going to be a single this bet is my or is this going to be a parlay? This is my hammer play this week. <laughs> this is all Brian's fault. The hammer play. Wow. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. We'll have to get you back on here so I can – I think – did we tie when I played him? I think we tied. So I so we still have to rematch here soon. Yeah. All right, disagreement. That's our fourth, third – Fourth disagreement thus far. All right. This is good. Saucy. Someone's going like to have a good week. I like it. Someone's going to have a good week. That's for sure. Could be me. What? No. We'll see. Maybe. I, like I said, as long as I can, as long as I hit 50%, that's like, that's my goal. If I can go 50% the full year, I'm pretty proud of that. I need to go look at my exact statistics to see what I'm at. I think I'm above 50, maybe like 55. Love that. That's great. So we'll see. I got to keep it up. All right. Chargers, Chiefs. Chiefs are the home team. They're also getting a minus five and a half on the spread. Why don't you go first on this one, Gio? Yeah, great afternoon. I mean, I like I like this slate of you know rivalry games with the Cardinal Seahawks, Chargers, Chiefs. The Chargers, Chiefs, fun, fun game. I think this is a toss-up. I think it. I would love to see a classic shootout. You know, 50 to 52 points from each of them. I want to see that high fine. But I just don't see that from the Chiefs this year. And it's really, really kind of disappointing. And the Chargers, Herbert, I think is being, I think everybody wants to see Herbert be good and be the next, you know, top five, top three quarterback. And he's just not doing it. He's missing open throws. And he's got weapons around him, like really good weapons around him. And he's not winning games. And that might just be because the Chargers are cursed. That might just be that. So he maybe has that going against him. And the Chiefs have the strongest power in the world behind them in Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> I mean, how can you All beat that? All the Swifties that? unite. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah, I freaking hate so that. So in Kansas City at home against Patrick Mahomes, five and a half is a big number, and I would love to see a high-scoring game. And I, I'm gonna be honest, I think the Chargers' offense is better than the Chiefs' offense, but the head coach and the coaching job that goes into this game, Andy Reid is Hall of Fame coach, and what's his name on the Chargers? He's such a um, spacing on his name, Staley. Sorry, which guy? The coach for the oh, Chargers. Uh, is it Staley? Staley? Right. Yeah, Bruce Staley. Brandon. Might be. Whatever. Whatever. That guy is. That <laughs> he's not around long anyway. <laughs> no, he is so bad. He makes terrible decisions all day. So I think the Chiefs cover this. I don't think it's gonna be a a, a bang bang game. I think it's gonna be a grinded out. I think the Chiefs win, but I see like a twenty-one to. 14 type of score on this it's gonna be not the not the most pretty maybe hold on i'm gonna give you a score on this because i i, I feel it i feel it in my plums on this game <laughs> something's speaking to me in my plums. 
I got. We'll call it the Plums pick of the week. The Plums pick. I like this. The Chargers are going to get in the. They're going to get into the red zone often, and they're not going to be able to com- convert. They're going to hit field goals. This is going to be three field goals, nine, one touchdown. Sorry, doing math. Three field goals, one touchdown. So we're at what? Sixteen points. Yeah. Sixteen for the Chargers. Twenty-one for the Chiefs. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Sixteen. 2416. I'm writing that down. I won't I won't that won't be included in our competition, but just for reference so we can if I hit it. it in the next pod. If I hit that, I'm saying. The plums pick of the week. Picking <laughs> the score, 2416. He feels it down in his plumps. I'll have to make that a new thing on each one, the plums pick. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're taking the cheese to cover. I am. I have not made my decision yet. I'm going to talk this out and hopefully come to a conclusion here. <sighs> Chiefs have been great, 5-1. and one. They have somewhat played down to their competition. They've only beat some of these really bad teams by, you know, marginal outputs, which we would expect a team of their caliber to just put some of these teams away, 15-plus points. They have not done that. That concerns me. I do not like the Taylor Swift thing. I think it's a distraction. I think it's going to I think it's going to go bad. It's going to go bad the same way Jessica Simpson went bad for Tony Romo. Ooh. For sure. I'm calling it right now. These things for do sure. not end well. They are distractions. Yep. They are they're just not good. I'm sorry. Sorry Swifties out there. It's not going to happen. This is going to end badly for the Chiefs. Something they're going to I think they're going to lose in the playoffs this year. I really do. I think part of it, some of that Swifty stuff is going to come into play. As far as that, the, the, the farther they get, the more distracting it'll be. Now, for this game in particular, I I want I want my heart my heart wants my heart my heart wants the Chargers to win. My heart. <laughs> They're not going to do it. Ah oh, man, they didn't beat, just, They can beat the Cowboys. No, because the, the Chargers, their thing is. They play every game close. They're, they're if you look back at every game they played this year, it's always within like five points or less. Like they are a very competitive team. They have skill position. They've spent the most money on. De- they spent like I think one of the top teams on the money they spent on defense. Unfortunately, it hasn't really paid out. Worked out for them. Right. Chiefs. They're actually kind of so interesting news. The Chiefs are getting back Mercole Hardman from the Jets. I don't know if you saw that news. They uh they traded for him. Yeah. <laughs> they like wanted him back. Like, we need you. Our receivers suck, which they really do, honestly. Oh man, this is this is the toughest one of the week for me. I. Oh man. The numbers but, really good. The numbers really good. I think. Chiefs at home, they do have that home field advantage. I, I like I usually I have an idea like I haven't okay no I'm pretty sure but I'm literally kind of blanking on this one. <sighs> All right I got I got to pick something here so I'm gonna go ahead and take I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover. Ooh. I'm taking the Chargers to cover here. I think that they they're gonna be able to keep up with the Chiefs. Like I think that's. That's what keeps them in all these games all year long is that they always can keep up offensively, and they always do. It's their defense that always lets them down, which means why they lose more games than they win. 
but their offense can keep up. They always do. I expect the same thing here. They're going to keep up with them. It's going to be, I think the Chiefs probably still pull it out, but I think it's only by three or four. I don't think it's by six or more. So yeah. going Chargers, that was probably my ballsiest pick. That's my that's my plums pick, man. I was that was I'm like, oh, just I don't think it's that ballsy though. It's, it's not that ballsy. It's not because the, you're right. The Chargers' offense is legit, and if Herbert plays well, he can do it. But like, I just feel like he's just not been making it. Even though he's been great, nine nine touchdowns, two interceptions, like he's throwing it really well. There's just something weird, man. And you're right. They're probably going to keep this close. You're probably right, but I'm I'm going to go with my plums on this one. Go with his plums, 24-16. All right, another disagreement. This is oh, this is great. This is feisty. I think this is the most disagreements I've had with anyone this year. It's good stuff. All right. Yeah. We got two games left, the night games. We got the first one, Sunday night, Dolphins, Eagles. Eagles are home team, and they are also getting the spread. At minus two and a half, I am up first on this one. Minus two and a half. All right. Obviously, Eagles coming off that loss to the Jets. Apparently, they had a somewhat of a players-only meeting-ish. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, dude, we lost to the Jets. What the hell's wrong with us? You know, I'd probably be doing the same thing. I'd be like, guys, let's look in the mirror here. We just lost to freaking Zach Wilson. Like we, not, we should not feel good about ourselves. A little early for an all-player meeting already. Or, or is that just like how serious they are about winning? Like maybe they expect to go undefeated, and they're like one loss. They're like, all right, what the heck's going? On? I think it's a good sign. I think it's like a sign that they're like taking their shit seriously. Like they are like one loss. They're like, okay, we should not lose like more than like three games this year. <sighs> I'm leaning towards Eagles here because they are the home team. I think offensively they can keep right up with the Dolphins. They haven't been as good this year as they have been in previous years. The Dolphins always scare me. I'm always tempted to almost always pick them every spread just because they do have the going off factor. They remind me of the Patriots in 08 where, I mean, they just go off. You just, like, they cannot be stopped with their speed. And so it's hard for me to ever pick against them in any aspect because their offense is so good. So I'm, 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 Go ahead. What are you thinking? The Dolphins haven't scored less than 24 points. Oh, I'm sorry. Haven't scored less than 20. They 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 scored 20 against the Bills that in that week, but they've scored over 24 points every week so far. Sheesh. 42 against the Panthers last week. 31 against the Giants. 20 against the Bills. 70 on the Broncos. 24, 36. So they've got points. On the board every week. <sighs> Philly has not done that. You're right. You're right on this one. I just a thought. Just ooh, no, you definitely help a friend. I appreciate. It. No, I appreciate your input here. I'm I'm struggling to. I can't, let me hear. Let me hear your side before I make my pick here. I'm kind of curious. So with the num just numbers based, Philly is great. Obviously, five and one. They're winning. They're still scoring. Points. I mean, they're at the 25, 34, 25, 34 overtime with the Washington, and then 23, 20. Obviously, I think that 70 number that Dolphins hit skews the percent, like the the perception of people of the Dolphins, because it's like mm-hmm. oh, they scored 70 points, and then the, you know, like 
their offense is crazy, and it is. Like, don't get me wrong, the offense is unstoppable, but they're beatable. Their offense, if you get pressure on them, if you get too uh, nervous, there there are mistakes. Um, he's not perfect, even though he's been playing very well. Um, it's a tough game for sure. It's a fun game. I'm very excited for fun, this game. Fun. I think everybody's excited, but I think that I think Tua's quarterback play so far is outplayed Jalen Hurts' quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're just looking at quarterbacks, I think that that says something. And you know, Jalen Hurts hasn't played great teams this year. They played the Jets, not a great team, but a great defense. And then they got the Rams, which they beat. They got the the Commanders, Tampa Bay, Minnesota. So like they're playing all right. Teams not really good, but mm. neither are the Dolphins. The Dolphins well, outside of Buffalo, which they lost. Yep. Like they're playing the Panthers, the Giants. So it's a weird. It's a, this is like their first both of them playing hard teams, mm. hard offenses. I think it'll be a shootout. Um, it's a it'll be a fun game. I'm still leaning. I'm still leaning towards Eagles here, just based on the kind of the experience factor, and like kind of like you said, they this is the Dolphins' first like true test other than the Bills, which they failed that test. Yep. This is another test for them. <sighs> this is a hard. This is a harder one than the other one, honestly. The Chargers Chiefs because the Dolphins just they can the just top. dude they can just I mean if Tyreek breaks one I mean you just never know. And he will. He will. Tyreke. Probably will. Hopefully I, he does. Yeah, I think you can easily guarantee a touchdown from Tyreek Hill. Like, an anytime touchdown from Tyreek Hill, like, for sure. He's got six touchdowns on the year. Like, it's... He's got one on every game except for the Buffalo game. Like... I'm gonna... St- I'm sticking with the Eagles, I think, still. I think maybe the narrative on the Dolphins is maybe a little bit too hyped. As good as I think they are... And I think it's going to be like, it'll be in the high 20s, 32, 29, at least scoring-wise. That'll be fun. Yeah, the yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll take the Eagles. It's, it's, it's I'm not loving it. It's definitely something I would not bet on. No, sir. But, yeah, not sexy, but I'll take the Eagles. Who are you taking? Yeah, tough pick for sure. I agree. It's it's quite the toss up. I think the Eagles defense is really starting to come around. I think they're that Jalen Carter kid is legit on the on the defensive line. Uh, I think the Raiders passed on him, which is classic Raiders passing on a guy that's legit to go get a dude that hasn't even played yet. So oh yeah, um, every Raiders draft it's always oh they got this guy. Oh, that's weird. They probably could have got him two rounds later. Uh, okay, next pick. Yeah. Yep, it's uh, embarrassing to say the least. I think I think the Philly defense really puts the pressure on two of this game um, to the point that he hasn't had all year. Um, so I think I think the Philly defense runs at Raheem Mostert's really good, and Devon Achan is back. I think. No, he's no Devon's still out. Is he out? Yeah, he's on right. another technically until week twelve. Oh, is yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he went on the IR, right? Yep. All right. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm sick. I'm sticking with. I'm gonna go with you on this one with the Philly and the spread. Uh, I don't like it. I just think that that defense is gonna step up in this game. Prime time. 
I think the primetime lights will will hurt Tua, I think, a little bit against a good team. So I think this I think the Philly go I think Philly gets it. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel great about it either. I would nope. never, I would not bet any substantial sum of money on this game because it could really go either way. But 100, it's gonna be fun the to over. watch. The over, the over, 50 points. Yeah, it's def- I would definitely go the over on that one too. Yeah. All right, here it is. Last game, last matchup, Monday Night Football, the Niners and the Vikings. What a thriller! Actually, it could be pretty decent. Vikings yeah. are at home. They're 0 three at home this year. Yikes. Niners, not surprisingly, are the favorites. Yeah. Minus seven, so still getting a very nice spread. Gio, what do you think on this one? Yeah. Um, the Niners are legit. I think they were – I think I think they got a little, you know, back to reality check last week, um, showing that, like, hey, like, shoot – we're not perfect. We're not this unstoppable force. Um, they're dealing with their injuries too, like McCaffrey, Debo, Dre Greenlaw's questionable. Um, so they're definitely got their injuries lingering. And I, I feel, I have a feeling that they might not run McCaffrey this week because if you're focused and the Niners should be on winning a Super Bowl, all they're really worried about this year is staying healthy and getting that team to the Super Bowl as healthy as possible. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that and I think they don't need McCaffrey this game to beat the Vikings. Um, so if unless McCaffrey is 100 percent good to go, why would you play him? He's been playing lights out. He's incredible, mm-hmm. like MVP status um, year. But. I don't think you need him to beat the Vikings this weekend. I think the pressure that the Niners defensive line can create versus a very bad Minnesota offensive line, I feel, um, is gonna get to is gonna get to to Kirk Cousins. It's gonna force him to do things he doesn't want to do. Um, I do believe Justin Jefferson is back in right. Justin Jefferson. No, he's 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 gonna get a couple he, more. He's games. IR too. He's on IR as well. What am I doing? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't think the I think the Niners. This is one of those like get right games. We lost last week. Let's go back to what we do. We're gonna show them that we are a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. We're gonna stomp out the Vikings. I, I think it's hard to bet against the Niners. These guys are scoring thirty yeah. points every night if they you know on a like no problem and i don't think that the vikings defense is going to stop them and i don't think that the vikings offense is going to be able to score so i would be shocked to see the vikings score more than 12 points in this game and the niners as long as they cool calm collected niners they'll easily come in here and score 20 plus so i think the niners will take this well, and I, I'll take them at seven. All right. Geo taking the Niners. I'm likely going to join you in this one. It's a good idea. Obviously, Niners coming off their first loss. But I think we can we can say that we, we know the Cleveland defense is like top three. Yeah. Top five, top three NFL. So I think we can sort of take that into account. You know, Purdy was finally going up against a really – elite defense he was exposed i think no doubt about it i think it exposed that maybe he's not amazing he's not 
a top five quarterback in the league. Maybe he's around the top 10 range for as sure. far as just what he can do. Like, that's still really good. Like, that still can win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying they can't win a Super Bowl with the guy. I'm just saying I think we know he has limitations. And he's obviously been put in the most perfect situation possible with the amount of talent and the coaching that he has, the support, the defense. I mean, who wouldn't – you put maybe – throw Derek Carr on the Niners right now. I think Niners still probably be 5-1, right? I mean, even with Derek Carr back there. So I think Purdy was exposed a little bit. But I think overall, like you said, the team is still elite. The team is still a Super Bowl contender. I don't think minus seven is crazy by any means. Uh, Vikings have played better the last couple weeks. They have started to pick things up after their disastrous beginning. But again, they're still without their top wide receiver. Their running game is terrible. Obviously, I was wrong about Alexander Madison. I was a big Madison guy. He has played really bad, drop passes. I think he'll do better as the season goes along, but they have really very little to no run game. They even desperately traded for Cam Akers from the Rams, and he's not still not good. So that is really hurting them. They don't have a run game. They've just lost their best receiver. And Kirk Cousins is a B quarterback, but their their defense is pretty bad. I think I'm going to take the Niners minus seven to stick with. Obviously, it'd be nice if McCaffrey and Debo play. That's kind of big if they don't. But even so, I think that they they're an elite team. They're going to blow out most teams. They're probably going to win. They're probably going to only lose maybe one, one, two more games this year at most. So I think the safe pick is to take a minus seven. And I've already picked enough upsets this week, or at least enough upset spreads already. So I feel like I need to stick with some home squads. All right, that completes our picks. So, so far, our disagreements are Browns-Colts. We also disagree on Ravens-Lions. We disagree on Rams-Steelers. We disagree on Packers-Broncos. And we disagree on Chiefs-Chargers. So plenty on the slate for us to disagree about. It'll be fun watching the games with you on Sunday. Yes, sir. All right, so we'll see who wins that matchup. Now, I like to do a little segment at the end where we talk about what realistic, like what, obviously this is just for fun. We're playing against each other. It's low stakes. Let's be real, right? I'll admit that. This is low stakes. So we're probably going to do better than if we were actually putting real money on the lines. Yeah. So talk to me about what real money you are going to put on the line. You are going to put on the line this week. And what, if you were to make a three team parlay out of all these picks, what would be your three team parlay you would put actual money on? So I will just start to say that my week so far has started off phenomenal. I won a three-leg parlay yesterday on the Jags Saints game. I like throwing you did some... win that one. I thought Thomas got too long of a reception. Nope, no? he did not. I got the under a 19 and a half reception. You know, like a, the longest reception. It was under 19 and a half. Oh damn! I, was... I saw that play and I thought of you and I went, oh no, that was that was. I thought I, I thought it was like 20 yards plus, but I, was it like 17 or something? Yeah, actually, it was yeah, it was like at the 15, 17 mark. I, I will say like if you watch these pe- these plays, having a 20 plus yard play is actually hard to do. Um, so I felt pretty comfortable on it. it. It came down to it. I think there was the one deep pass on the sideline where the defender turned around and tipped it. That that would have killed me, but it didn't. I got the Michael Thomas under the 19 and a half. I hit on Kirk uh, Christian Kirk to hit. Six receptions. Saw that. He had six exactly. At the last, that last touchdown was his sixth reception. So that was, he went into the half with five. 
So I was sweating the fact that he hadn't got one more. And then I hit the over Alvin Kamara, 12 and a half on the longest run. So that was three wins to start the week. Mm. I like my little player props. I feel like at times those are a little bit more, a little easier for me to feel um, Mm. based on how I feel like the games are going to go. So this weekend, as far as money goes, if I was legitimately looking at how I'd want the weekend to play, I I like that Philly Dolphins over 50 and a half. Mm. Um, Lots of points. I think Philly's also scoring points. I feel like Philly could could slow down the Dolphins, but they're going to have to score to keep up with them. So the Dolphins yeah. might not score, you know, 40 points, but they'll score 25. And if Philly needs to win that game, they're going to have to keep up with them too. So that over, I think, is going to be nice. Um, but... Outside of that, the unders have been crazy hot this year. Um, yeah. So betting overs is scary. Um, that Steelers Rams over under is going to is at forty four. I think that's an under game for sure. I think any game that involves Kenny Pickett is an under game. To be honest. <laughs> So I, 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 I believe would, it. I'm with you on that. I would I would like 44 under on 44 in the Steelers Rams game. I think the Rams have a decent defense, so I think the Steelers struggle offensively, and the Rams without Kieran Williams might slow down a little bit. So I think that the the Steelers Rams under 44 is a nice one. Um, and if I were to pick another, oh, and then the Mike, I, I got Cleveland at three the other day. Um, I do think the Browns my my other pick would be oh, the Rams okay. at minus 3. My my uh, I'm going to get away from that Browns game. My other pick if I were to do a three leg, it would be the under, the Steelers Rams, the over Dolphins Eagles and the Rams at minus 3 is what I'd be looking at. Mm, okay. So that'd be your 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 three parlay there. Yeah. I I seem to always get like two for one on these. So yeah. I have not put any actual money on the line since week one when the Eagles didn't cover. And I've every week I pretty much hit two, like two and one. There's always one that I miss. Like I think it was the week before last. I thought the Packers, they were my one team that would have lost. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> and then I think last week when I was looking at, I think I would have gone, my options were Niners, Rams, Dolphins, or Niners, Rams, Cowboys were what me and Troy talked about. And that's what I would have done. And again, I would have hit, Two out of three because the Niners didn't cover, but everyone else did. Freaking so I seem to be I have not I'm afraid to put money down because I don't feel like I have an edge because I always hit two for one. I'm almost yeah. I'm almost should I just start I mean you're you're more of like the betting expert than I am kind of trying to get into it again. Should I just is it worth it to just go like a two team parlay if I'm consistently hitting but then if I pick one of the wrong three that I had, then I mean I'm in the same boat here. I even thought, okay, tell me this. Because you, I think you might have a good answer on this. So I, ha- I thought about a strategy where, because if I'm consistently hitting 55%, let's say every week, let's say I bet on every single game individually, okay? And let's say that I, on the ones I was most confident, I would say I would go like one to three. So let's let's just for money making it easy. So let's say let's say I was going to bet bet between between 10 and 30 dollars on every game, and I was going to bet on every game, and based on my confidence level, I would bet 30, 20, or 10. 
offense. Like, for example, this week, the Eagles, I would bet 10 because that's not one I feel amazing about. Right. The Rams, I might go I might go 20 on that one or 30 because that's like an upper tier for me. Or, yeah. I'm trying to think of another one. I feel pretty confident about the Packers one, too. Like, I might go 30 on that one or 20. Sure. Well, if I were to do that, if I were to bet each individual and I would kind of tier it, could I actually make money if I hit like 55%? Let's say I hit like one or two on my confident ones where I bet more. Like, would I would I actually minus the fees that take place and the fact that a lot of times when I bet on a single game, I'm going to get less than what I bet, right, on most, if not all? Is it, Could I actually win money that way, or is that like, now you're dreaming? So it's tough because – if you're betting with the spread, right, where I'm assuming you're talking spreads, yep, spreads. all of your bets are going to be at that minus 110 mark, right? So your $10 isn't going to win you $10. Your $30 isn't winning you $30. It's going to win you, you know, $27 or it's going to win you $8 um, on, that, on that bet. And so assuming – and this is the tricky part. Assuming you win your $30 bets – those will cover your losses of, you know, two of your $10 bets, you know, maybe a $20 bet if you if you're winning your $30 bets though. And that's where this kind of gets crazy for you because if you lose one of those $30 bets, you're going to need to win four of your other $10 bets to cover you on that loss. Mm. So mm. S- splitting yourself up with this like 10, 20, 30 thing can be I, I like where your head's at and it depends on how good you are and how like legitimate you are. Because if you're hitting those $30 ones, then you're going to be covering your $10 ones. But if you're, if you lose that $30 one, like you're, you, you have to make up for it big on the other mm-hmm. ones. And so realistically, I think the better play would be just to bet $10 across the board and hope that you go 55, 60%. Cause then you'll, you'll basically split even. And so is it even worth it at that point? Yeah, I feel like if I I did that, then the problem with that is like minus the fees and minus the minus kind of two you get per bet. Even if I hit 55, 60, like I said, I would just break even. So what's the point? Right. So the reason I was thinking about this strategy has to do. So there was this old fantasy website that that Tyler found me a while back and we did it for a while before it like shut down. And we actually won money off the site. And what they I loved it. This was like if you could design a site that I could win, like this would be it. <laughs> so basically you picked every single matchup. I, I can't remember if it was spreads or just money line, but you picked every matchup and they gave you shares. They gave you 50,000 shares and you got to decide how many shares go to which matchups. So you okay. picked every matchup. Each, each matchup had a minimum amount you had to bet, but you could tier it. And so I would, you know, put obviously more shares on the few that I was most confident in. And I like killed it using that system. Like I won money. They had like paid me out and stuff. And then the site shut down because I think the sh- like the site maybe lost money in time or they just didn't market well. Who knows? I don't know why they shut yeah. down for, but it didn't last. But I was like, dude, that was like my jam in terms of exactly how I like to bet to kind of reduce my risk, but also you know try to like I said as long as I hit like 55, 60 to make money. So I've I've sort of toyed with the, doing that idea in, in betting on the sites to see if that same kind of strategy, if I'm hitting like, say, 75 to 80% of my $30 bets, yeah, 
that potentially could cover a lot of the smaller losses. And then if I'm still hitting some of the smaller ones too, you know, I don't know. I might have to like tease it out one week. Maybe have like Giuseppe do one for me just to see like if I even come out anywhere close to profit, even if I did hit hit well. So, so I think what you would have to do is bet a couple like your $30 bets. You'd have to have more of them than like one or two. Because if you lose, if, if you have two and you lose one of them, you have to hit that other one to cover that, to cover the other one. And still, then you're still only, you're still down like four dollars. But you have to hit that other one to cover that. Otherwise, then you're just going split even, even with your ten dollar ones. But if you bet like four thirty dollar games and you hit three of them, now you're up. 60 bucks from the two you know one covered the loss the other two came up so you're up 60 now you can lose six ten dollar bets because you've got 60 bucks in the pocket but you have to win three of them right so the more you know and if you if you have a fit what 15 games so if you've got four and and you have 11 ten dollars out there you can lose six of them win five and come out even still but you again, it really, really relies on how well you play those four thirty dollar bets. And if if you like you won in this shares thing, a similar idea. If you're winning these, you're if you're winning your, those bets, the ones you're confident in, and you're good, then yeah, you're gonna make money because you know if you're hitting seventy five percent that of your confident bets, that's good. But you have to bet again. You'd have to bet at least I would say four thirty dollar ones. Um, to to really give yourself like that cushion. Mm. Yeah, because because if I'm if I'm if I'm hitting two for one almost every week on my top three picks, then obviously you know two of those thirty dollars will take themselves out. But then I have the plus thirty to go off of, and if I just hit fifty percent of the rest, then I'm up I'm thirty money, bucks. You know, so that's I guess that's what I'd be kind of banking on is if I hit two out of three. Or two or three out of four on the thirty dollar bets, then yeah. and I just break even on the rest, and I'm like, we're 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 Gucci. So yeah, you'll make, you'll I want, make I'm gonna try it out one week. I'm gonna try it out. Just you can always drop it yeah. down too. You can start like five dollars, ten dollars, because if you're betting fifteen yeah. games, like you're gonna have to put out two hundred bucks on a on a weekend. Um, if you want to do ten and thirty dollars, like I start pretty small, maybe maybe yeah. it's like a dollar, just just because just to try it out to see if this could even yeah do a dollar and a five dollar. Well. Some sites have a minimums of like how much you can bet per game, so you might not be able to actually just put a dollar on a thread, but maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but and also though, look at like player props. Player props, I've been really really good hitting lately. Um, some the spreads have been really nice. A lot of unders have been hitting. Um, I think a lot of people like to take overs just in general. I think it's more fun. I think people are yeah. always wanting the overs, but a lot of unders are hitting uh, kind of across the board. But, like, I like the receptions, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown receptions, Stephon Diggs receptions. Like, these guys are getting 15 targets a game. And if you got a receiver that's legit and will catch them and is good, like Stephon Diggs, like, if he's getting 15 targets, he's probably catching 12 of them. So he's getting 12 receptions, and you're getting his over-under receptions at 7. Like, that, those are good bets, and you can kind of – like feel good and conf- comfortable going into some of these like reception, how many reception bets, 
you know, and 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 stuff like that. Stefan Diggs has been nice. Uh, like I said, Amon Ross St. Brown, very, very nice. Um, A.J. Brown's been great. Christian McCaffrey, stuff like that. Like, these guys that are legit, like, they're legit for a reason. You can ride them a little bit to get to get you some some dough. Okay. All right, let me pick my top three here that I would actually potentially parlay based on what I'm seeing here. I let's see here. I like the Bills. To me, the Bills, that's minus eight. I think they're gonna kill the Pats, so I'm 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 happy about that one. I'm happy about Let's see here. What am I most confident in? I'd say Rams. I like the Rams at minus three. Confident in that one. And then I'm thinking either the Broncos. Or sorry, the Packers. (laughs) I was like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I'm most confident. I'd say the Packers or the Bucks. I feel really good about. Well. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Niners for the third one. Yeah. I think people are going to be kind of down on them. Like, oh, yeah, that pretty's not good. They kind of suck. And, like, they're just going to dominate as usual. I, I think like that's, it. like, maybe what the trade against the 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 crowd, right? Yeah. So those that would be my parlay I would consider or my or my top three that I would bet 30 on if I decide to do that system. Bills minus eight, Rams minus three, Niners minus seven. So I can tell you real quick if you want to hear the actual – numbers on that so you wanted the bills at minus eight so that's uh-huh. going to be a negative 110 okay. you got the niners at minus seven that's actually at 105 is what i have it over here and then you had the rams minus three right uh-huh and that's at minus 120 so it's a little bit worse like more people are taking the rams in the situation so if you were to parlay mm-hmm. those that's going to get you to at ten dollars gets you 58 dollars $10.58? Yeah, so that's a, consider. that's a win of $58. I'm actually, I'm going to put it in for you right now, for me. I'm going to throw it in. I like it. I like those those numbers. Um, I'm going to throw it in, so let's go. Let's ride Timmy. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know man. I'm always, there's always one. One of them always lets me down, so just maybe be not. prepared. Maybe not this week. I, I like to also, when I parlay my bets, I like to also bet kind of, individually on them so like if i'm gonna parlay the three i'll parlay them for ten dollars but then out of those three i would probably put twenty dollars on the niners like alone and twenty dollars on the rams one alone because i feel like those those are the out of the three Mm -hmm. those are the two that i'm confident in like you were saying and so if one loses my parlay is dead, yes, but I only bet ten dollars on the parlay. Like I sprinkle the parlay in case in case everything hits, the parlay is that little sprinkle, that little mwah at t- on the top, <laughs> right? Oh mwah, the little mwah at the top. But I feel like I said I would feel confident in the in the Rams and the Niners covering those, so that'll cover my my ten dollar parlay loss if the if the Bills do you know lose the 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 spread there i like that i like that doing 10 i might i might do that as well i might do that same parlay do the 10 and then do maybe yeah two of those teams or maybe in all three put like five on all three or something each yeah. individually i mean yeah. 
like the way you're you're trying to learn from you and you and Giuseppe seem to do a pretty good you guys have a good good feel for kind of hedging at certain times and I'm not sure what your guys' uh P and L is over the long run or not. <laughs> it's not good. But I see you guys I feel like you guys win a lot though, but maybe are you making money though? That's the at the end of the day, right? So I will say I like the little website that I run at that I that I'm on um, gives you your like weekly figures. Um, so Monday, for whatever reason, I lost. But my my, my day yesterday, I won. So so far I'm up 60% on on my on my ups and downs. I must have lost whatever I, on the Monday night game, whatever that was. I must have lost. I don't remember what the Monday night game was last week. Yeah, what's your, what's your like? Did you start the money off? I know talking to Giuseppe, he he kind of gave himself like, all right, I'm giving myself like 500 bucks for the mm-hmm. NFL season or for the sports season, however. Yeah. And like he runs with it, he either loses it all or makes money. Did you have you kind of like set an amount for yourself that you're like allotting for the NFL season or how, how are you doing it? Was that Chargers Cowboys game? I bet on the Chargers. That was the loss there. Ooh. Um. Yeah. So far, I'm I've been really low key this year. Trying, I got you know, I'm not trying to bet too heavy i've <laughs> i'm not i i just put money in like two weeks ago I've, I've waited i've been able to be responsible um but i you know i put in i think i put in a hundred dollars hit really good one week and then i also you know i'll put bets in for my friends so it's hard mm-hmm. to say yeah because they probably venmo you if they've lost, like I venmo Giuseppe after I lost, right? Exactly, uh, exactly. But my account isn't negative. My account's positive. I'm I'm over the hundred dollars I've deposited already, so I'm not entirely sure how that's panned out mm-hmm. based on some in and out of transactions due to covering for friends. But my account's still positive, so that sounds like a win to me. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> all you know. You gotta make some money at the end of the day, right? That's that's the whole. That's the whole thing. All right, that's awesome. I might have just said to put in that same parlay for me. I'll have to think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just had such bad luck with those, man. Someone, someone's gonna screw me over. Like, who is it gonna be? Probably the Bills. I think the Bills. Are, I could kind of see it. Division game. Yep. I well, actually, you know, I, I did kind of after the Eagles lost me. They, they lost to the they, they lost the spread on the Commanders. I did have this thought of like, maybe I shouldn't bet the spreads like with actual money on any divisional games maybe those are the ones to like stay away from divisional games are hard and and favorite away teams like the favorite away team is always hard like going and winning away is hard to do in the nfl Mm. let alone cover big spreads and stuff and so you got, you know, and especially at certain places like Kansas City, for example, to go into Kansas City and and win alone is hard. And so and then if, if like the Chargers were to be favored to cover the spread on top of that is really difficult to do. So, you know, that's always something that I look at, even if it's a, a Cardinal Seahawks minus eight or no nah, that's that one's actually not a bad example but like the um, the bills patriots minus eight in new england mm. it's it's tough it's tough those those road games are tough to tough to win so that's probably the one that's gonna screw me over probably Alrighty, man it was a pleasure thanks for having me on man absolutely it's been a joy definitely have to have you back on again so yes. good luck to you this week 
And uh, for those of you listening out there, thanks for listening. And if you want to be on a pod or go head to head against me in any future week, let me know. I'm down to uh, have. I like to verse a lot of different people. I like to get a lot of different opinions and perspectives, and and uh, maybe bring people back for some rematches. So please hit me up, guys. As always, thanks for listening. I will see you on the next one. Geo, thanks again for being on.